You are listening to the Inside Out Podcast. Brent Kimball and Michael Anderson discuss all things living the gospel with those inside of the family of God and bringing the gospel to those outside of the family of God. Let's live Inside Out. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 114 of the Inside Out Podcast. 114 episodes in, joined as always by Brent. I had an interesting conversation with someone on Sunday. They said, in the podcast, it sounds like you guys are just having a conversation. And I kind of keyed them in and said, yeah, we actually kind of are having a conversation. And um, usually most of the time it's me asking you a question, you answering that question in an incredibly thorough manner, and then asking me if I have anything to add and me almost always going, no, I think you've pretty much covered it. So um, <laughs> I think that's an oversimplification. <laughs> but I, it was like I, I, I told him it was kind of based out of just our history together and what a dozen years ago, first starting out in ministry. Well, not even in ministry. I wasn't even in ministry. I just had, you had started pastoring, and I kind of came back to the church, and I said, hey, I would like to know about ministry. So yeah. we would meet in, a, in the Starbucks here at Cook Road. But let me let me see if I can put this together. So you said I started pastoring. You're, you're meaning specifically what was then Bethel Assembly of God yes. in Cedar Woolley, now Inspire Church. Became Inspire Church. Which was in, that was in 2010. When did you graduate from Bible college? Uh, 2011. Okay, because that's when we had our conversation. You in came to me right in there, and, and that's right. So, yeah. so because I, I, here's why I'm asking for the timeline because I was thinking about this the other day, and you and I often refer to, hey, we've been together for a long time, and I go, yeah, it's like ten years, or and then it's like mm-hmm. whatever many years, and I can't remember. And but, but now putting this timeline together, we can say we can say it's a dozen years. Yeah, it's yeah, just this summer it will be a dozen yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of fun. That's pretty cool. But I just. I remember going through those, um, you know, those sessions and just having questions for you, and still remembering the answers to those questions. Like no matter what happens in your week, like Sunday is always just around the corner. And I thought, yeah, that's that's right. You know, it's that's always a thing. And I was even thinking back to we're going down memory lane now. People ask me about why I drink black coffee, and. <laughs> all, I know where this all, is going. All growing up, I I would drink. Growing up, in my early young adult life, I would get like a white chocolate mocha from Starbucks. Which I don't want to offend anybody. If if that's your drink of choice, maybe you don't like coffee. Maybe you like coffee flavored milk. I don't know. I'm yeah. just saying. Um, anyway, I would always drink those. And then I came on staff as as the youth pastor at Inspire Church. And it was, Brent, it was you and Jesse and me and our friend Brian, who was the children's pastor. Mm-hmm. So is this the four of us? You got there before Brian did. No, he was there. Well, vocationally, he was there before I, on staff. Before yeah, but you were serving. Yeah. You yeah. were serving uh, before he was. Yeah. Okay. But it was just the four of us, and we would have our staff meetings upstairs in, like, the kids' area yeah because the office remodel wasn't done yet the office is being remodeled so as an aside i think that your office was in the the christian education office is what it was called jesse was posted up in one of the the nursery rooms i was all the way on the other side of the church building off by myself it was 
In the chicken coop? In the chicken coop, yes. Yep. <laughs> they affectionately labeled chicken coop. Yep. Anyway, so our staff meetings were upstairs in the kids' area. Yeah, so that's it was right. portable. And Jesse would brew a pot of black coffee yeah. for the staff meetings. And she'd just bring the pot of coffee. And if you wanted coffee, that that's was your you option. Yeah. And so I, it was an acquired taste. I had to learn to enjoy just simple black coffee. Yep. So however I got into that, I have no idea. You've, you've grown up. That's the key. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to go to, I said, I know where this is going. And then I, my guess was wrong. I thought you were going to go to me teasing you because you're drinking the, um, the flavored flavored milk versus actually drinking coffee that probably would have something to do with yeah. it i wouldn't be surprised all right i wouldn't be surprised yeah but apparently i've, I've been going down memory lane all week because i was thinking this week about a teaching that you gave and it's it's, it's so so funny how the lord it works these things out because you gave a uh, in our third stat here at city point here with city point uh we have what's called a look up meeting so it's a, a leadership training meeting that you give to the staff. Once a month. Um, once a month. And so yes. um, s- some great insights and resources. Sometimes it's it's from other authors. Much of the time it's, it's content that you're providing for us. And you shared some content with us. I believe it was March of 2020. And it was right before kind of everything got shut down and... And things changed quite a bit. And it was so appropriate for, for that moment. And I, I was thinking about that this week. And I thought, you know what? I think it'd be great for the Inside Out listeners to hear this. Because while it was appropriate for 2020, it's applicable in our everyday lives, no matter what we do. So, Brent, can you share some of that with, with the podcast audience? Okay. So, let me um, let me get our audience acclimated. Normally, Michael's questions come to me. Most, I mean, normally I don't know what they are, but he gave me a little heads up, like I'd like to revisit this. So I had to bring my notes back up okay. to to um, to remember that. But the notes that I brought up weren't from the staff meeting because I presented that to the staff, and I think I presented it to the elders okay. also before I presented it at Vision Night in 2020, mm-hmm. which was on the first of March 2020. So like. Two weeks later, the world shut down. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yep. And so that was crazy <laughs> to think about. But I don't. I don't have. I'm sure I have, but I didn't find the notes from those other presentations that happened prior to Vision Night. But um, now we're going to play a little game. Okay. Called Was Michael listening? Okay. Okay. So was Michael listening? Um, I'm going to go through my notes and okay. see if you remember what I said when we pre- when I presented this. Um, vision night. This is great. March first, twenty twenty. Okay, so this is a fun game. Was Michael listening? All right. So, and and we'll just have some fun with this because it all led up to the presentation of the Roaring Twenties, mm-hmm. right? So I'm going to get you act, remind you as well. Everything that I was saying prior to the 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 disclosure of the Roaring Twenties, which were nine goals that we developed. Late in 2019, our pastoral staff, our staff, and our elders all collaborated to come up with these nine goals that we were believing God for over the course of the next 10 years, what we call the Roaring Twenties, playing off of the Roaring Twenties of the 1920s, but this is the the 2020s. Mm -hmm. So anyway, 
You may remember that I opened up with uh, presenting a scene from a movie mm-hmm. where, um, where, uh, boy, how do I ask this? Um, <laughs> where Robert Duvall asks Kevin Costner, how long have we been together? And Kevin Costner's response was, listen, let me, let me share a little story now. Oh, <laughs> this is like the third rabbit trail. Okay, go ahead. Yes, we are having a I conversation. I've never seen the movie Open Range. It is the movie Open Range, but that's not what I asked I know. You. I've never seen the movie, and so I have no context for it. Okay, and my wife doesn't either. Anytime we hear the number 10, yes. in any context, we'll look at yes. each other and go, we call that a decade. That's right. You know, <laughs> But that's not what he said. So Robert Duvall... How long have we been together? Kevin Costner says, in old cowboy language, I spec 10 years. Yeah. He specs it. And then Robert Duvall says, you know what they call that? They call that a decade. Yeah. Right? So that was what I led off with um, in this deal. Then, see if Michael was listening, I went through, starting in the, in the decade that... City Point Church was established as a church, mm-hmm. as a mission post by the Lord Jesus Christ here in the Skagit Valley, right here in Mount Vernon, yep. 1938. So I started in the 30s and went through each decade leading through the 2010s as to what those decades became known for. Mm-hmm. So in the 1930s, can you name one thing that that decade was known for? I listed five. Yeah, Model A. No, that's well, maybe so, but that's not what I listed. Swing jazz, blues, and gospel music, the Great Depression, okay. and the Dust Bowl. Okay, okay how about the can 1940s? I, can I? No, we don't have time for additional comments. I remember one. I remember <laughs> one of the decades. I remember one from one of the decades. Okay, but we're in the 40s now. Do you remember any? I, nothing. You do, though. If you think about it, what is what is the World 19, War II. World War II, exactly. Okay, plus Mount Rushmore. Okay. Plus the first computer, 1950s. Okay, 1950s was Elvis Presley and rock and roll music. Happy and days, rock and roll, the Korean War, and the start of the Cold War. So you're right there. Yes. So that's um, So you didn't get the 1930s. But you're two for three right now. Okay. In the 60s. Okay. The moon landing, JFK assassination. Um, Assassinations. You got it. Okay. So I, okay. made, I noted Woodstock, unhinged love. Okay. The, and then national crises. Okay. Uh, Vietnam, civil rights, assassinations. Got it. All right. 70s. Was that like just the peace and love? Was it love? That would have been more the 60s. Sexual revolution, is that part of that in the 70s? Yeah, well, it was still happening, but that okay. started in the 60s. Okay. Um, man, this, I don't know. I'm giving no hints, folks. No hints. Uh, the 70s were known. For, Southwest Airlines came into being. Ah, that's, uh, that's, that's true, but it's not on my <laughs> list. That's very true. Yes, 1971. Um, how about bell bottoms? Yep. Disco music and major economic struggles. Okay. Okay. I remember waiting in those gas lines with wow. my mom. Okay, 1980s? 1980s. Very, very simple. I was born, uh, basketball becomes popularized, uh, athletes are branded, um, become brands. They weren't branded. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 
was the drug war was in 1980s? I did. That's true, but I didn't list that. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to. Th- I can't remember. So big hair. Big hair. Mullets. Yes. Rap music. Pac-Man. Okay. And the end of the Cold War. Okay. 90s. Grunge. Yep. And technological advancements, cell phones, etc. The 2000s. See, I'm going to... Bus ministries and churches. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. I forget. Faux hawks. Faux hawks. Okay. We want to forget that. Yeah. iPods. Yep. The digital decade. And of course... The War on Terror. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then the 2010s. This is the one I remember. You remember. Think about this. I know which one you're going to say. Social upheaval and styles. The one thing I remember is avocado toast. Exactly. (laughs) How is that possible? (laughs) Avocado toast, smartphones, social media, and a lack of privacy. So, okay. So, I think you did fairly well. Would that be like uh, 8 out of 11 or so? I'm not giving myself that much credit. I'm... Oh, nine. We, we listed nine, and you got seven of the nine. I think you only missed two, so okay. that's pretty good. Good for that's, me. Folks, let me just tell you how impressive that is. That, that dates back three solid years, and Michael still remembers, so that's pretty impressive. Man, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I remember avocado toast. Yeah, avocado toast. Anyway, so we, when I gave that presentation, we talked about, like, what are we going to believe God for? Remember the, the Hebrews 11 text, faith is the, the, the substance of things hoped for, or as the ESV says, the assurance of things hoped for. And so what are we hoping for? What are we going to believe God for? Um, what are we going to develop a conviction about? Because that's really what faith is, is regarded. That's mm-hmm. The faith that is commended by God is faith that's coming from this sense of conviction that we're believing God for, uh, for such things. So we... Um, we talked about the Roaring Twenties and impacting the Skagit Valley and investing in the Kingdom of God and increasing the family of God. And each of those three, uh, each of those three categories had three different goals that we're going to believe God for. Under impact, the Skagit Valley was thirty churches mm-hmm. who are foster churches. Um, half of all of our guests being neighbors of City Pointers, uh, constructing a first-class uh, church facility. Under invest, it was give a million dollars to missions, local and global. It was send 300 people on a short-term mission. It was raise up 20 vocational ministries, uh, ministers, right? Mm-hmm. People for gospel ministry. Um, and then under increase, the family of God was baptize 500 people, grow our membership by 20% each year. And then lastly, one-third of our average Sunday attendance serving 0 to 18-year-olds. So those are we. So we're three solid years into that now, and um, and it, at our annual meeting in March, we will give an update on that. Mm-hmm. Now we do have a special meeting, a special members meeting coming up on January twenty second, so we can give an update on some developments at the McLaughlin property, mm-hmm. as well as uh, dis- discuss as a congregation an opportunity that may be in front of us. So that's a special members meeting, but. At the regular annual members meeting in March, we'll give an update on where we're at. And some, some of it's very encouraging, and others of it makes, makes us want to get on our knees and pray harder mm-hmm. and work more diligently. So, but that brings us all to where, what you were asking for. So I, I talked about, okay, if we're going to pursue these things, what will it take for us to accomplish them? How, how, will, we, um, how will we do this? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I listed... I listed three things, um, and and th- they may be at least 
um, maybe the first one might be a little bit of a surprise to some people because they have um, they have ambition, and mm-hmm. ambition's a good thing. But ambition can be um, can be an I don't want to call it an enemy, but it can be an obstacle for us if we're not functioning um, with the mind of Christ. Uh, certain ambitions make it make it seem very much like it all depends on us, and that's not godly ambition. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so the first one I listed was earnest abiding, and mm-hmm. I picked these words carefully. Right? To it's going to take in order for us to accomplish these roaring twenties goals. It's going to take earnest abiding, and this is what I said. And I'll actually just read my presentation notes that we will abide. In Christ, of course, that's coming right out of John 15, mm-hmm. right? We will abide in Christ so that we live surrendered, centered, prayerful lives, resting in the gospel and naturally producing its fruit. So we, mm-hmm. we know the scriptures, right? With, with God, all things are possible. Without Jesus, we can do nothing. So we want to be a people who love God and follow Jesus, yeah. right? And yeah. that's that earnest abiding. Does that resonate with you? Yeah. Yeah, just even hearing it again. I, I love the way that all of these are phrased and kind of their paradoxical nature of the seem they seem to go against the grain of each other, but when yeah. you add them together, it, it makes sense. It's, and that really is the first one, right? If they're if they're in the right order, uh, which I I would contend that they are in the right order. Abiding in Christ is first. We do we do have to be surrendered and centered on Christ and in the gospel and be and be prayerful we're abiding we're living earnestly in Christ and then the idea of you know as we rest in the gospel we then naturally produce its fruit it doesn't cause us to be passive god has not called his people individually or collectively not individuals or the church to have a, a passive existence mm-hmm. but abiding is not passivity Right, so that's that's first. What will it take? Earnest abiding. Secondly, we said, or I said, it will take peaceful ambition. So the earnest abiding feels like a paradox, mm-hmm. right? Well, so does peaceful ambition, right? How can you be peaceful and ambitious? Well, it starts by abiding, right? Earnestly abiding. Mm-hmm. But from so I said, from the restful position of abiding. We will be led by the Spirit and strive in the gospel. And so we will live bold, sacrificial, generous lives. And so in the, in the first one, we said a people who love God and follow Jesus. Here then, we are a people devoted to the mission of Christ and to one another. That's our devotion to the mission of Christ. We, we're ambitious people for the gospel, which, which requires us living outside of our comfort zone, being bold, living sacrificially, being generous, all of those things are a part of that. So earnest abiding, peaceful ambition. And then the third one is this, tactical agility. Mm. So tactical agility um, is maybe one that we, not maybe, this is one we must grab a hold of this is one that we 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 cannot leave it the list is incomplete in the way that we want to accomplish in in what we're believing god for 
the list is incomplete if it does not include tactical agility. And we will find ourselves on our heels, stymied or overly surprised if we don't already have it in our souls that we're supposed to be agile, Mm -hmm. right? So here's what I said in my notes. Being led by the Spirit, we will be attentive, faithful risk takers who capitalize on the opportunities that become known to us. Michael, that's a direct quote from what I said three years ago, right? So we will then, so again, the first earnest abiding, we said it's, we're, we have to be a people who love God and follow Jesus. Uh, under peaceful ambition, we said we're a people devoted to the mission of Christ and to one another. And under tactical agility, that means we have to be a people who are intent on living inside out. Yeah. Right? So, um, and then I said, simply put, we've got to own the vision. Right? Yeah. We've got to own, we live the gospel of those inside the family and we bring the gospel to those outside the family. And in that, God grows his family yeah so yeah you've used the illustration before regarding tactical agility of of a halfback in the game of football yes. even as we're talking through this i'm i'm thinking of adding to that illustration just simply because when you talk about a halfback they have to be agile so this is the person who runs the ball in football they've got to be able to maneuver from side to side and and dart through open openings that they can to gain those extra yards. Uh, but in a game of football, when the offense has the ball, their aim is to score a touchdown. They want to head that direction. That's They call that north and south. Um, east and west is going from sideline to sideline. So when I'm, when I'm a halfback and I'm tactically agile, uh, I have to understand what the goal is. And it's like, as individuals and as the church, that's why... Uh, that's why the, the earnest abiding and peaceful ambition are pivotal to us because it helps give us a direction, right? Like following the, primarily the vision and mission of our Lord and then partnering with the local church. So we know what the mission is. It gives us a direction to go towards. So when we're, we're not just being agile and moving from east to west and back and forth and back and forth, we're trying to go north and south. Yeah, so. the goal isn't to cover ground the goal is to make a touchdown, yeah. right? It isn't, if you run sideline to sideline for 70 yards, but you only actually moved the ball up the field three yards, mm-hmm. it's not that big of a win, Yeah. right? Good job for the three yards, but <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and I, there's much more to say in this regard, um, with, in regard to tactical agility, um, but let's keep all three of those in our, in our minds and in our souls, because that's, and this is what we said we were committed to three years ago as a collective church. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because when, when we talk about living sacrificially, so long as it stays um, on a generic level, we all say absolutely amen. But then when there's actually something to sacrifice, we're like, yeah, kind of maybe, but anything but that sort yeah. of a thing. And that's the heart. You know, it's like human nature. It, when, we, when we have an, an injury on our body or something's not right, you know, let's say you hurt your back. Well, you go, oh, my back has hurt anything but my back. <laughs> but then if it's your knee, then you'd say, oh, my knee, anything but my knee. And it's like, that's human nature, right? We, we tend to, it's like I was reading in Mark's gospel recently, the rich young ruler comes to Jesus and 
And he says, what do I have to do? Uh, first, he calls Jesus good. Jesus says, only God's good. Why are you calling me that? Mm-hmm. And, um, and then he says, uh, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, well, keep the commandments. And he lists some, um, one of which was tell the truth. And the guy says, well, I've done all of that since I was a kid, which means he didn't tell the truth even in that moment because there's no chance that he told the truth yeah. his whole life. Anyway, he probably, in his estimation, on the uh, scales of things, had strived to be a moral person in, in, in his estimation. And then so Jesus says, it says he looks right at him, loves him, right? He loves him, and he yeah. says, you just lack one thing. And it was the one thing he didn't want to give up. He's willing to honor his father and mother, probably at times not very, uh, n- not very excited about it, but he's willing to do that, and he's willing not to murder people, and yep. he's willing to strive to tell the truth, but he wasn't, the one thing he wasn't willing to do is what Jesus asked him to do. And that, that's like really interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, so, and so just give up all your wealth, give it to the poor, and then come and follow me and you'll have you know, eternal life. And he said, mm. he went away, head hung low. And, um, and, so, and so Jesus um, Jesus watches this guy walk away and then the disciples are like, what in the world, right? And uh, then Jesus gives the teaching about how hard it is. Um, how 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 hard it is to give up um, wealth or to um, for the wealthy to enter the kingdom, yeah, um, because it's a, it can be quite a deal. So nonetheless, with that, um, we want to be sacrificial people, and we need to be bold people, and we need to be risk takers. God's called us to this, and, and man, just a quick cursory view of history shows us that the people that make a difference. The people that advance the cause of Christ or any other, you know, decent cause, it, they did. They did. Uh, they did sacrifice. They did take risks. And um, and so, man, as a church, let's do it. Yeah, I think we should just. I think we should just be this way. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. And I read that passage recently also as well. And this quote came to mind. Maybe a good place to end our conversation today is by a by a Dutch theologian Abraham Kuiper I think his last name is he says this there is not a square inch in the whole domain of our human existence over which Christ who is sovereign over all does not cry mine